The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, uh, answer me this question. You, you hear people say, oh, there are opportunities abounding in every market. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Market goes up, opportunities. Market goes down, opportunities. Market sideways, opportunities. Is that true? I I would say yes, it is. Okay, so if the market is going up, mm-hmm. are people creating opportunities or are they just riding the wave? A little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's take that one. We're going to okay. start on positive note. All right. Last year, the market was pretty good. It was pretty good. And I'm talking about mm-hmm. the stock market. Yeah. We're not talking about bonds. We're not mm-hmm. talking about real estate or whatever. We're just going to talk about stocks right now. So the S&P 500 mm-hmm. was pretty positive last it year. It was. So what kind of opportunities did that afford people? Well, uh, had you been investing along the way, right, mm-hmm. or invested uh, prior to, to last year, mm-hmm. uh, then you saw pretty good returns in your portfolio. Okay. Generally speaking, you know, across all asset classes, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So did that mean that you had to sell to take advantage of this opportunity or you just sat there, watched it? No, you had to buy to take advantage of the uh, opportunity. And I had to buy when? Uh, before, uh, before the run up in the market. Oh. Unfortunately, the way most people do that though, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, they probably started talking to their brother-in-law around Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner. Have you ever noticed that our most competition mm-hmm. in our industry is not from some other financial advisor mm-hmm. or brokerage firm yeah. or CPA or attorney or a banker or anything? Our most insidious competition yeah. is the brother-in-law. Yeah, the know-it-all brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. All right. So go back to what you were making the point related to the brother-in-law. And the Sitting family. around at Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, my portfolio is up 30% this year, whatever it may be, right? Yeah, right. Uh, making some numbers up. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not doing X, Y, Z or this or that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> then you're just doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that investor jumps on board, right? Can't uh, miss it. Can't my, miss it, My right? brother-in-law is getting rich. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they get invested, fully invested in December, maybe January, okay. and then they've seen this uh, this plummet, right? Ooh, since then. Yeah, since then. Mm. Yeah. So now what do they do? To the tune of you know twenty four, twenty five percent in the S and P, maybe a little bit more in the tech sector. So it's it's substantial. So if you'd taken the whole hundred thousand dollars you had mm-hmm. in your IRA, yeah. And put it in the thing your brother-in-law told mm-hmm. you to do because, you know, and he could show you yep. maybe some statistics. Mm-hmm. Last year, this particular stock or this array of ETFs has made me over 20%. You need to yep. get some of this. Mm-hmm. And so you get some of that. 
after it's made your brother-in-law the 20%, Mm -hmm. which means you bought when? At the high. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's say, and I'm taking this conversation a different direction here, Mm -hmm. but let's say that you were the brother-in-law. Okay. Right? So I've made the 20%. You've made the 20%. And you are so smart that you say, hey, you know what? I think I've made some money. I want to get more conservative. I'm going to sell everything I own, and I'm going to buy bonds. I'm going to get get it off the table, and I'm selling my Apple stock or whatever made me all that money. Selling whatever it is that made all that money, and I'm buying bonds, right? Mm. So what have interest rates done since January? Well, they've had to go up because we've had transitory inflation. Right. Right. So the price of bonds does what when in, in interest rates goes up? Uh, first week of economics class. Mm-hmm. Inverse relationship, price of bonds and interest rates. That's so when right. interest rates go up, price mm-hmm. of, and value of bonds yeah. usually goes down. I tell people to look at it like a seesaw. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You got the fat kid on the seesaw, right? <laughs> you can't say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. The yeah. larger child yeah. Yeah. on the seesaw, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if if interest rates go up, mm-hmm. then the price of those bonds goes down. All right, so if he gets off mm-hmm. and the the his side of the mm-hmm. seesaw go, goes yep. up. The interest rates go up. Mm-hmm. Then your side goes down. The bond price goes down. So in this case, this mm-hmm. uh, a smart brother-in-law, right, mm-hmm. uh, who thought that he was getting more conservative and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. has seen his bond portfolio crushed as well doesn't normally happen that way now he thought he was taking going back mm-hmm. to our first point of opportunities he thought he had this opportunity mm-hmm. made all that money last year has the opportunity to take some winnings off the table yeah. which logically doesn't sound too bad that's right but it was the choice of where he went mm-hmm Right? It was. Because he'd, he'd been risky, had been in risk mm-hmm. assets, and the stocks had gone up, and hey, man, I need to take my winnings mm-hmm. off the table. I'm going to go to something more conservative. Yep. That all sounded logical. It does, right? Right. But unfortunately, it just doesn't work out that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Even when I think about it, mm-hmm. even when I think I'm strategizing. Right. All right. So you look at today's markets, right? Mm-hmm. Where are we today? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're 20, 22, 25% lower than what we were in January. Mm-hmm. Could they go lower? Absolutely they could. Yeah. Are they at or near an inflection point? Maybe at a, a bottoming in this trough? Per- I'll say it, perhaps. I'm at least in the trough. Yeah. You know, I'm down perhaps. from the yeah. other level. Mm-hmm. The math right. doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. Now, is the bottom of the trough, the inflection point, going to be... One percent lower than here, or five percent lower. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still twenty something percent lower than it was. That's right. So if I'm trying to get perfect, mm-hmm. very many people find perfection and find the inflection point, the exact bottom of the market. You know, I I got lucky one time and did that one time, but that was uh, just because I was lucky, mm. and I, I think I picked it within a, a couple of days uh, of, during the COVID pandem- of the pandemic, bottom. of the bottom, of the bottom, yep. right, very few people do, right, but if you were mm-hmm. talking to the brother-in-law last year and said, mm-hmm. hey man, you know, the market uh, it is pretty frothy, mm-hmm. and you are thinking correctly, maybe you take a little winnings mm-hmm. off the table here, I probably wouldn't have told him to go to the bond market. I'd have right. probably told him just to hold it in cash for mm-hmm. a while. 
but that was a different decision and a uh, you know a different person making the decision. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to continue to mm-hmm. talk about opportunities in various markets, even when it seems like there's none around you. Here at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Financial planners Cooley and Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. We're talking about uh, opportunities, despite stock markets. Despite the mm-hmm. the conditions, market up, maybe there's opportunity there. Market down, maybe there's opportunity there. Is it hard for me to think about opportunity when I see the market go down? Especially given the last couple of examples that I, I gave you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the mar- stock market in general is down mm-hmm. uh, year to date from mm-hmm. January. Mm-hmm. The bond market, bond, price of bonds is down year to date mm-hmm. uh, since January. Mm-hmm. Typically uh, speaking, in rising inflationary periods, mm-hmm. gold has been a good place to to mm-hmm. store value of money, right? And, you, and boy, late night, you see all kinds of commercials. All kinds of commercials there. about gold, right? You know, gold and silver yeah. and other commodities, right? So right now we've got, and uh, in, in this year, we're, we're down in stocks. We're down in bonds. Mm-hmm. Gold is down as well oh. to the tune of about 16%. Okay. From its highs back in January. Right. There has been no safe place to rest, even if you consider cash a safe place. Yeah, I mean, if you mm-hmm. had cash in January, mm-hmm. you still have the cash. You say I have the same number. You have the same number. Right. But that cash will not even buy you as much mm-hmm. as it did back in January due to some of the inflation costs. So, you know, I hate to steal. What's a guy to do? Yeah, what's a failure to do? <laughs> right. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Where are we going to find opportunity in something like this? Where where do you go? What do you do? Do you do anything? I think that's that's key, right? Mm. Do you do anything at all? Okay. I think it, it comes back to uh, what is your strategy that you have in place? Your long-term strategy. Your long-term strategy. What are your long-term goals? Okay. Short-term, intermediate-term goals, that sort of thing. If you've got shorter-term goals, you don't need to be invested in the stock market anyway. That's true. You don't need to be invested in anything that has the potential for losing principal. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Over the short-term. If it's short-term money. Mm -hmm. If you've got to have this money in the next six months for a down payment on your house, please don't stick it in a penny stock. Right. To try to double it. Mm -hmm. Please don't do that. Yeah. Because who knows? Nobody knows the Mm -hmm. future. So if it's short-term money, you make a really good point here. Right. So longer-term money mm-hmm. and strategy, mm-hmm. what does your asset allocation plan look like? Okay. You know, there's a reason uh, that, that Harry Markowitz uh, won the Nobel Prize for economics when it comes to uh, modern, portfolio, modern theory. portfolio theory. Right, right. Right? Uh-huh. And it's all about diversifying your risk and spreading your risk over a number of asset classes. Okay. Now, granted, there's not been many asset classes that you could really hide in over the last year or so. Okay. Real estate has been one of those asset classes. Okay. That has had some opportunity in it and has actually performed pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about commercial real estate here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So commercial real estate, they've got rents that are going up. They've got good properties. They've got uh, decent tenants mm-hmm. um, and, and that sort of thing. Right. So there are a number of real estate funds out there that have performed well this year. Okay. All right. So even last year 
when the market mm-hmm. was so frothy and doing so well, and I wanted to have 100% of my money over there making 20%. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me last year I should have been diversified too? Absolutely. I'll give you another asset class that has done really well this year, and that's uh, an asset class, class called Managed Futures. Ooh. Now, that's that's pretty fancy words, right? Mm-hmm. What is a managed future? Yeah, tell me. All right. So, in essence, what you're trading is about 180, 190 different markets. That could be everything from chickens to cows to coffee to orange juice. Pork bellies. All pork that. bellies. All that kind of thing. So, commodities, right? Mm-hmm. Including the gold and the silver. Including the gold and the silver. Okay. Another uh, aspect of that could be uh, financial futures, so uh, financial futures on the S&P 500, the Dow Jones, the NASDAQ, the dollar, the dollar okay. right? right? So right. currencies are another aspect there in managed futures that, that are traded. Right. So uh, currencies, uh, whether uh, you know the British pound is going to increase in value against the dollar, those are the hedging things that they're going to do, though. Now, do I have to understand all that if I'm just a regular investor? Not necessarily. You need to understand a little bit about the asset class, and I'm not making a recommendation for everybody to go out and buy that, right? Right. We're just be just our luck that uh, as soon as everybody out goes out and buys it, you know that the, that asset class turns mm. because that's normally what people do, right? Mm. They jump on the winner from last year, mm-hmm. like everybody jumped into stocks from last year, mm-hmm. and then they've seen them gone go down. Right. There may be a number of folks at the end of this year that look at real estate and managed futures and say, I'm putting all my money there. Mm-hmm. And they've had a pretty good run, run and return this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm not saying that will, it will happen, but it could happen, right, mm-hmm. that those uh, portfolios could go down next year. There's a chart out there mm-hmm. called the uh, what, what, is, what is that chart? It's called the Callan chart. Callan chart. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this looks like a periodic table of elements chart. Yeah. And everybody mm-hmm. just turned off when, you know, yeah. the brains mm-hmm. turned off when you yeah. said that because it sounded like mm-hmm. either science or math. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're just referring to what it looks like. What it looks yeah. like. And it's mm-hmm. this chart and it goes, you know, there are mm-hmm. columns. Yeah. And one, a year is signified by a column, and right. in there, there are blocks. Mm-hmm. And each block is different colored mm-hmm. based on what did best at the top mm-hmm. that particular year yeah. as opposed to what did worse. Yeah. And, and those different blocks could be everything from large-cap growth to large-cap value to mid-cap to small-cap to real estate to, real estate, to, to cash, international to cash to bonds, some, few, man, you know, government bonds, absolutely. Whatever. Yep. Right, so it could be a, so. Let's just say one particular year, mm-hmm. and we're just going to pick a color. Let's say the color red is indicating mm-hmm. large cap growth stocks. Right. And last year those are pretty good, and they're pretty mm-hmm. close to the top. Yeah. This year, if we look at that chart and find out where everybody is stacked up, <clears throat> what was so great last year? They're pretty close to the bottom. A this lot year. of times they're pretty close mm-hmm. to the bottom. But there's another block on some of those Callan charts is that is the asset allocation of all mm-hmm. of those classes represented on the chart. Right. And many times you'll see, okay, if I just went with red, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like going to Tunica or Atlantic City, we'll put yep. it all on red. And you put it all on red, whatever that asset class was, you if you followed that, mm-hmm. you took a, a Sharpie, and went from where it was last year and where it was two or three years ago and made yourself a graph of that, it's going to feel like most of the time that that thing is nothing but a roller coaster. Right. 
But if you got that asset allocation one and look at it, and a lot of times those are in kind of like white mm-hmm. or black or whatever uh, as the block, yep. and follow it, it's usually kind of in the middle. Usually in the middle. And the reason why is because you're taking a blended average of basically all the asset at, uh, asset classes that you're you're looking at. Mm-hmm. So you, you not only own uh, large cap, value or large cap growth Mm -hmm. you also own international you own some commodities you own some real estate you own Mm -hmm. some small cap you know emerging market a little bit of everything and if you're looking for less acid burn Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. you don't you don't want to have that roller coaster ride with your money Mm -hmm. as much maybe you're one of those people that needs to be very well Diversify. Sure. So in high and low markets, there's an opportunity for you to reevaluate mm-hmm. where you're invested. Right. That's that's the point I want to mm-hmm. make this year. When everything mm-hmm. seems to be down and nothing seems to be in, va- in, in yep. favor, maybe don't favor one too much. That's right. Give everybody a chance. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. It's kind of like, you know, uh, next weekend is the... A high school dance and you know i tried that one girl all last year and she never said yes mm-hmm. so this year maybe i'll ask a bunch right yeah and looking at high at asset ask them one at a time though because yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah probably yeah. shouldn't do it all at one time yeah. that, that's right but you give you <coughs> increase your odds mm-hmm. if you know sure instead of just hounding one girl uh maybe Think about other options. So at this particular point in time, the, the, the point I'm making to people is reevaluate where your portfolio mm-hmm. is. Think about better asset allocation. And, and I would uh, say this as well. Asset allocation works over time. Mm. And it smooths the ride out, which is the most important thing. Mm. Keeping people in the game and keeping people on the ride mm-hmm. uh, because... Uh, there are also studies out there that show that if you miss just you know two or three of the top performing days, mm-hmm. how much of the overall return do you miss in the market for that year? Yeah, and some of those people mm-hmm. who call you up and say, "Bubba, get me out, get me out, and then get me back in when it's better." Mm-hmm. Well, who knows that? Right. And who's going to take a chance that mm-hmm. they can they can choose those three or four days? Yeah. Let's some, choose something quality mm-hmm. related and maybe hang in there. Sure. Um, but we're going to talk about the psychological difficulty of that mm-hmm. uh, because hanging in there when it's going down is tough. It is tough. And it's, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be associated with a loser. I don't want to see my money going down more mm-hmm. and more and more. Um, but maybe it's the best option I have and patience is the best option I have sometimes in here that may be the opportunity for me to learn I'm looking for opportunities in the good and the bad here Mm -hmm. Uh, and I felt it was very important for us to talk about that we're going to go to break we're going to continue to come back and talk about opportunities even in these kinds of markets from the advisors roundtable on Supertalk Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking about these opportunities that may be out there despite what the markets and the inflation and the 
Fed and my boss and my mm-hmm. brother-in-law say, uh, you touched on an asset class over there that I, uh, in last segment that I want to get back to, and that is um, real estate. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk about real estate, are you telling me that I need to take part of my money and go buy rent houses? Uh, well, I'm not telling you that necessarily, but rent houses would be a component of real estate. Okay. So, uh, generally speaking, let's talk about rent houses and what that would do for you. Okay. Or, or apartments, for that matter. Mm. Right? So, let's say that you've got an apartment complex that has four or five units. Okay. Right? Mm. Well, what happens in apartments usually? Mm. People move in and they move out. Mm. What does that allow you to do if you need to? Go up. Raise on. the rents right. as they move out. Okay. Or, you know, if, uh, if market, uh, market conditions dictate, you can say, hey, you know what? You're up for renewal. Mm-hmm. Your rent is going from 1000 to to $1,050 per month. Mm-hmm. That's a 5% increase. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a whole lot. It doesn't, but. It's still a 5% increase mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over that time period. Right. So if I buy these things, mm-hmm. um, hopefully I bought them for a good deal. Right. Hopefully I financed them at a low mm-hmm. rate and hopefully I'm making a little money. Right. What I see happen is people hear that their brother-in-law mm-hmm. owns a couple of rent houses yeah. and they run out and get one or two themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, I go back to my first point, which was I need to get a decent deal. Right. We got to make the, m- the math work. Mm-hmm. And in the real estate business, it's called cap rate. That's right. All right, so let's work through the math of that. Okay. If you buy a $100,000 duplex, Mm -hmm. it's got a couple of units in in this thing. You you pay $100,000 for the thing, and you think that you're going to get $500 a month from each one. I'm making math easy. Yep. Okay? So you're going to get $500 a month from each one of those two. That's $1,000 a month. And 12 months a year, you got $12,000. Yeah. Now, your gross cap rate is taking what your income is, the $12,000, mm-hmm. and dividing by what your investment was. That's right. The $100,000. Mm-hmm. So that math works out to be? 12. 12. You've got a cap rate of 12. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. On the gross side. Yeah. But now, I've got a probably pay some expenses out of it. So you've got uh, you've got taxes, you've got insurance, mm-hmm. you've got maybe maintenance and upkeep. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you've got a property manager that goes by and looks at things. Uh, there's a number of things that come out of that. Maybe mow the grass mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Right. So, you know, you had $12,000 mm-hmm. initially and, you know, when you were thinking about it, oh, man, I'd make 12%. But maybe all money. those expenses cost you $3,000. Right? Mm-hmm. So 12 minus 3 is what? 9. Mm-hmm. So you've got a $9,000 basically rental income coming on mm-hmm. uh, for that particular investment, and you paid $100,000 for it. So you've got a 9 cap. It sounds good, mm-hmm. especially in these markets. Right. The issue is um, I didn't have the $100,000 to write a check for it. So did I hope you had a little bit of money as a down payment. Mm-hmm. Or something to use as collateral so as a down payment. Let's say that I had 
$10,000 is a down payment. Okay. My banker wanted 10% down. Mm-hmm. And so I had to finance $90,000. Right. Mm-hmm. And my payment on $90,000 was $700 a month. Okay. So $700 times mm-hmm. 12 yep. is $8,400. Right. So I got to subtract that off, too. Mm-hmm. And you said I was left with 9000 That's right. Minus my 8400 in mm-hmm. payments. You made 600 bucks off on a hundred th- yeah now am i being mean here you're not being mean at all absolutely absolutely not i'm trying to mm-hmm. let people mm-hmm. with both eyes open understand mm-hmm. what they're walking into right but phil my mm-hmm. advisor over there or yeah. my salesman mm-hmm. or the person who owns those duplexes before me mm-hmm. told me i could get a 12 cap right i could make 12 percent on my money yeah and theoretically, he was not wrong, mm-hmm. right? Because he didn't have any debt. Um, he probably yeah, right. had Daddy Warbucks. had right. a much yeah. lower yeah. basis in the product that the project that he paid for it a long time ago. Yeah, he paid probably yeah. thirty thousand dollars twenty years ago right. for it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he is making mm-hmm. some money. He's putting money in his pocket. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that eight hundred dollar a month payment. That's right. He may be able to do his own handyman stuff mm-hmm. and doesn't have to hire that stuff on the side, that 3000 that had yeah. to come out of there mm-hmm. every year. The other drawback to owning real estate like that is getting the call in the middle of the night. I locked myself out, right? <laughs> or getting the call in the middle of the night, ah, the water heater is leaking oh. and doing something here, or the, you know. Yep. I put uh, I put uh, my kid's tricycle in the washing machine because it was dirty. Yeah, and now it's broken, and I need a new washing machine. I'm right? telling you, people are strange. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you, if you want to really confirm that to right. yourself, buy you some rental property. Go buy some. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so what? What's the other way to own uh, commercial real estate? Because guess what? On a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, we're only making seven or eight hundred bucks. Yeah. That it's not very enticing, is it? That ain't even one yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of work, and a lot of headache, mm-hmm. and a lot of stress here, and a lot of anxiety. I think I'm out, Bubba. Mm-hmm. There, see? there are professionally managed funds out there that do this for me. That do this for you. Right, so fine. you can have access to uh, a, a commercial real estate portfolio mm-hmm. uh, that may own apartments, it may own office buildings, it may own uh, medical uh, office buildings, it may own hospitals, it may own distribution centers and warehouses, mm-hmm. a number of different types of, there are uh, real estate types out there where you can buy farmland, really? right? Yeah. Yeah. So today, uh, many of the, the larger family-operated farms, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, are being acquired by these big real estate companies, right? Mm-hmm. The farmers are still farming the same land and doing the same thing that they were doing. They just don't, don't own the real estate anymore. They just rent it. Man. Mm-hmm. Do you think the average American driving down the highway, looking out there and seeing that huge combine work in the fields, has any idea that there is a great possibility that the dude working that thing, Mm -hmm. the farmer, doesn't own the property? Uh, Probably not. I think many people don't realize that these days. But you've got farmland that could be trading for $10,000 an acre. Mm -hmm. I'm making numbers up, right? But it very well could be. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> wouldn't the farming family who bought that years ago Ooh, yeah. rather diversify out of the land that they own and just turn around and rent that for maybe a thousand dollars an acre? Mm. And still be mm-hmm. able to farm. Still be able to farm. And still be able to have a livelihood, mm-hmm. but extract the value out of the property that they owned mm-hmm. uh, and, and diversify elsewhere. And I can invest in mm-hmm. the company that came along and knocked on the door and said, I want to buy your dirt. Sure you can. I want to buy your land. Yeah. Now, that mm-hmm. sounds maybe a little more attractive to the average American right. who doesn't want mm-hmm. the call in the middle of the night, who doesn't have the $100,000, mm-hmm. who doesn't want the anxiety and the concern of paying the taxes and the possibility mm-hmm. it's going to be reevaluated and reappraised. And uh, I don't want to think about that. Right. I just want to diversify my mm-hmm. portfolio, dude. Right? Yeah. Now, if I do this, in the long run, if I get some kind of professionally managed real estate, or what do they call real estate investment trust? Real estate investment trust is, is typically the structure in which you would own something like that. Right. And I don't have to get a deed. No. Mm-mm. Somebody, you know, the, 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 the real estate investment trust has the deed. Mm-hmm. You're just an investor in the trust mm-hmm. or the investment. All right. And when it makes profits, mm-hmm. I get a little bit of that. Get right. some sort of distri- mm-hmm. distribution. If I do this over time, do, does do, do the, the the analysis show that I, I do well? So the I, the analysis is uh, when you look at commercial real estate or real estate in general, mm-hmm. what it does to an individual's overall portfolio is yeah. it lowers the risk mm-hmm. and increases the return. It lowers the risk. It sounds logical to mm-hmm. me because I'm not totally in the mark the right. stock market. Right. So again, it gets back to diversification. Mm-hmm. That Callan chart that we, we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. and owning a number of different things as opposed to just focusing all on one asset class like like large cap growth. Yeah. And a lot of people are there, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Because I'll tell you the enticing thing about just mm-hmm. being in one and you and you threw it out there. So mm-hmm. let's pick on that. One. Large cap growth. Mm-hmm. Give me three or four companies just off the top of your head that's probably in a portfolio of yep. large cap growth. Microsoft. Amazon, uh, Google, Netflix, you name it, right? And and of those, uh, how many of those are technology-related companies? Just about every one Just about of every one of them. All right. But they, that sounds like mm-hmm. a very impressive lineup, Bubba. Yeah. I, I think I'll I, I put all my mm-hmm. chips on red there. Yeah. With some years. Tes- Tesla would be another one, right? Apple, all those. Apple, yeah. right? Uh, Tesla, um, I, I would describe as a technology company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not because a car maker. It's not a car maker. Because what do you actually do with a Tesla? Yeah, mm-hmm. that you know, you can transport yourself from A to B and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But you're really driving an app that updates itself every night when you plug it in. That's exactly right. And if, if mm-hmm. people don't see that or, mm-hmm. or realize that, they need to be told that. Yeah. Now, that's maybe a great investment mm-hmm. and part of your portfolio. But if you do all of this betting on red and bet all mm-hmm. of it on large cap growth, some years you're going to kick rear end. Right. And some years you're going to be depressed. Yep. That's true. All right. And so because of that, we need that asset allocation that we've been talking about. We're going to continue to talk about these opportunities in various markets from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertop. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus sitting here with you on Supertalk Radio talking about opportunities. Now, 
Am I just a wild-eyed optimist trying to talk about opportunities when the doggone stock market's down 25%? And the bond market's down. And gold is down, right? Um, I don't think so. Really? Um, So, um, you know, you look at it from the perspective of um, what do we think is going to do well going forward? That's a very good point. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's probably going to be another day. Yeah. Next year's probably going to be another year. Mm-hmm. Five years from now is going to be 2027. Yeah. Eight years from now, we're going to be in a new decade. Yep. And, you know, unless this place burns up, mm-hmm. it's always been that way. Right. Coming out of the Great Depression, we got to the night late 1930s and went into the 40s mm-hmm. coming out of the second world war we went into the 1950s come out of the cuban missile crisis we went into the 1960s come right. out of the, the the issues related to race and mm-hmm. uh, integration we went into the 1970s and coming out of the the crisis related to oil we went into the 1980s yeah. and, and high and, inflation right and, and then into the 80s right yeah and then we went to the dot com and mm-hmm. then, then we came out of that and we w- went into a new century right and then we had 9-11 and we yeah. came out of that it just boom and we had boom. a housing cr- i mean if you look at it there's always a reason not to invest yeah Especially if you're looking at the drama associated with the world events and politics. That can easily depress you. That can easily depress you. when you get depressed, you don't act. Mm -hmm. You get frozen. But we're telling you Mm -hmm. that in eight years, you're going to be in the 2030s. Right. And what are these companies designed to do? They're not designed to go out there and just uh, spend their wills and not make any money. They want to make money. Have you ever gone to work for somebody mm-hmm. else? Mm-hmm. They expect you to work, and they yeah. expect you to make them money. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it works. Yeah. And every one of those companies that you listed earlier, mm-hmm. some of them are tech, and some of them are not, and some right. of them are in real estate, and some of them mm-hmm. are in managed futures, and some of them issue bonds and all of them. They have a bottom line orientation. Yeah. And most of them are going to do okay over time. Yeah. So I'm not a wild-eyed optimist. Mm -hmm. I'm actually a historian telling you how it works. Mm -hmm. Hear that again. I'm not a wild-eyed optimist telling you that tomorrow's going to be another day. I'm a historian telling you how this mechanism works, Mm -hmm. how capitalism works. Yeah. So there are opportunities. Now, Bubba, tell me where can I find them? What can I do? How can I diversify into them? How can I keep my head on track? Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, number one, I get back to that conversation we had about diversification. Mm -hmm. Uh, You need an asset allocation that's appropriate for you. You know, if you're aggressive, maybe you have more stocks in it. If you're more conservative, maybe you have other asset classes like cash, bonds, uh, maybe real estate, Mm -hmm. maybe even an annuity might be appropriate for you, right? So we're talking about different products and asset classes, that sort of thing. Uh, But it gets back to your asset allocation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you have money that you want to invest or think you need to invest presently, Mm -hmm. what do you do, Mm -hmm. right? Well, I think that dollar cost averaging in this market is a good idea. All right, so explain what that is. All right, so let's say that you've got $100,000 to invest. Mm-hmm. Is today the perfect day to invest that? Who knows? Who knows? 
Right. Why not break that up and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest $10,000 a month over the next 10 months. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've got some up, up months. Maybe you've got some down months. But over a period of time, your dollar cost averaging or averaging what you're buying into your asset allocation mix over a longer period of time. As opposed to just picking one day mm-hmm. and hoping you're letting it all ride on red and that was perfect. Now, the thing that takes the most fortitude is let's say that you get three months in, involved in this. Mm-hmm. And then you've got some uh, swan activity that, that happens in the market mm-hmm. and the stock market goes down another 10%. It's still your strategy. Mm-hmm. You're still okay with the strategy. Mm-hmm. Do you go ahead and, and, and accelerate those dollar cost averaging plans, or do you stick with what you're doing? Mm-hmm. If you're a little bit more aggressive, maybe it's time to consider, rather than doing $10,000 that month, you move 20000 Because everything got cheaper. Everything got cheaper. Man, it's hard for me to look at it that way. When and that especially other if you're 000, a long-term investor. Yeah, yeah. And when I put that 30000 in mm-hmm. already and it's gone down. And it's down to 27000 right? Oh, yeah, and I get all depressed mm-hmm. and I start second-guessing myself and I want to pull that out and yep. put it back over there with mm-hmm. that cash that didn't go down at all, Bubba. Right. You're trying to tell me that I need to put more in? Mm-hmm. And, ooh, that's hard. Yep. But it's hard to take advantage of opportunities. It is. It? It's hard to see the opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's hard to feel good about the opportunities. And then you tell me that I need to do this asset allocation mm-hmm. and you've used four or five different asset uh classes that i've never heard of mm-hmm. i've never thought about real estate investment trust i don't know what that means don't know how that works i don't know about managed futures i, I don't know. i don't know about private equity i don't you I don't know a number of these different things yeah but find, over time I find should. a professional that does know okay um and and work with those professionals yeah and listen to them mm-hmm even when it's down. Even when it's down. Even when you're supposed to hang in there. Mm-hmm. Even when you're supposed to look for opportunity. Now, let me tell you about the people that, you know, that timeline we went through a while ago right. where the 30s became the 40s and after the Second World War we went to the 50s and after the Cuban Missile Crisis we went into the 60s and after... There are all of our issues related to uh, uh, integration and other things happened. We went into the 70s and after the oil crisis, we went all that. Okay. Guess what? There are people who've lived that. Mm-hmm. There are people who are 70, 80, 90 years old who have lived that. Sit down with one of them. Yep. And say, if you had it to go over, big boy, what would you have done differently with your money? And shut up and listen. Right. What yeah. happens when we have conversations with people like that? Uh, you learn quite a bit from their experience. Mm-hmm. And sometimes their regrets. Yep. Sometimes their successes. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, some of the most wealthy people we have as clients and as friends, when do you see them most? Usually when there's blood in the streets. And what I mean by that is when the stock market is down mm-hmm. is usually when you see them. Why? They've been through this before. They they remembered talking to their uh, parents and grandparents. You buy low, uh-huh. and if things are low, that's uh-huh. when you. If things go on sale, that's when you buy them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you keep your eye mm-hmm. on the long term. On the long term, 
You never put any of that mm-hmm. money that you need for the down payment of that house yep. in right now. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about the money I might not need for three years, five years, ten years. Or the money that you don't need at all, and you're thinking about leaving it on, you know, to the next generation. Yeah. Or you're thinking about retirement and it's 30 mm-hmm. years from now. Right. I'm telling you, in 30 years, you're going to mm-hmm. look back and say, man, I wish I'd had the guts to do something and right. see an opportunity in 2022. Mm-hmm. But right now, all of the noise you're hearing and all the headlines you're hearing and all the things that are happening on CNBC mm-hmm. or Fox News or whatever are frightening. They are. And why are they frightening? Yeah, that's a good question. Because uh, those channels are there to make money, and they make money by selling advertisements, uh-huh. and they keep you watching uh, by keeping you, uh, I guess, stirred up in a tizzy or mm-hmm. scaring you to death. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly right. Uh, and or confusing you. Yeah. yeah. I think that could be another way that they could uh, it, keep it you is. hooked and it, watch. It's part of the formula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here I sit there mesmerized and I sit sit there listening to the talking heads mm-hmm. and I sit there and I get depressed and I don't go take action. I don't go look for opportunity. Right. But you've almost convinced me throughout this hour together mm-hmm. that there's opportunity in just about every situation. And I guarantee you that uh, throughout the remainder of this decade, mm-hmm. there will be more ups and downs in the stock market. Why, yeah, throughout the rest of your life? Throughout the rest of your life, there will be ups and downs in the stock market. It's never going to get easy. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. You just need to get smarter. Right. Right? Because we're going to have inflation go rampant another time or two throughout your life. We're going to have wars and rumors of wars throughout Mm -hmm. your life. You're going to have times when the market's up and the market's down throughout the rest of your life. You need to learn how to hang with that and roll with that and find opportunities in every market. And hope we learn something together today at the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners LLC. Ignite Planners LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.